0: And Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another special bonus episode of Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Danielle Radford. Hello. And Lindsay Kell. Hello. And our special guest, he's a production attorney who works for WWE Studios. It's Darren, watch your back, son, Jackson. Get him. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to Tights and Fights, Darren. Thank you very much. So nice to have you here. Uh, tell us, uh, as a production attorney for WWE Studios, first of all, uh, how did you come into that job, and what does that job entail? So we were—I just
2: mentioned this. I have lots of stories about myself in wrestling. Uh, Great. I got into this job because I was previously a trainee of sorts at Sony Pictures, mm-hmm. and I've had a tab opened in my Chrome browser, among my many tabs in my Chrome browser, that was the WWE Studios, uh, the job listings that I've been refreshing just daily (laughs) for five years, literally, just in case something ever opened up there in the legal field that I could possibly shove myself into. And it just so happened that once I had just about the right experience in the legal film world, that a job came open. And because this is Hollywood in film, everyone knows each other. And my mentor at Sony... Worked with the people at WWE, and they were able to send an email on the spot, and here I am.
3: That's awesome. So wow. so you're, you've been a fan. You were a fan long before you were working there. Tell us a little bit about your wrestling fandom.
2: So, The earliest memory I have in my entire life is looking at a WWF magazine with Animal and Hawk on the cover. Um, wow. I don't think I've ever missed an episode of Raw or SmackDown, even though I didn't actually see clearly see an episode of Raw until high school because I had fuzzy cable. <laughs> for, the, for the kids, that's a thing that we had used to deal with before Satellite. <laughs> but yeah, I listened to every episode of Raw up until like 1997.
0: That's commitment. That is yeah. commitment. Um,
2: and at various points in time, wrestling has almost cost me my life and saved my life. Lots of stories. Yeah. yeah. A whole bunch.
0: some <laughs> like, well, teasing us. I want to know. Yeah. I want to hear those. <laughs> which one?
1: Because they're both good. Wait. Let's start with cost your life and then go to save your life. So we do bad news and then good news. Yeah. So <laughs> I went, went to undergrad
2: in New York, uh, Hofstra University. And ROH, of course, is pretty big back east. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that there was a show in a little place called Jamestown in Long Island, which is off way to the east. Uh, sleepy town, and I'm from California. I don't understand weather, so I just have T-shirts and (laughs) jeans and, like, a mid-sized coat, and I get on the train for two hours east and go to this ROH show, and it starts to, you know, snow, as it's wont to do in New York sometimes, and it ended up being the biggest blizzard in Long Island in 20-something years with my jeans and T-shirt and light coat. Um, For people who, like, history, that was the episode that was unscripted, too, where punk just showed up for no reason because everyone else was, like, unable to make it to the show. So I did end up making Snow Angels with Punk um, right before he made it to ECW, or WWECW. Wow. That's Um,
0: amazing. That's the nicest CM Punk story that's ever existed. Yeah,
2: he signed my ticket sub and Maria was there too. Um, It was a great time I had by all. But trains stopped running apparently sometimes. Yep. Didn't know that. Oh no. Um, And then the snow just kept coming. And so I was stuck outside at a train station, I'm using air quotes, until Mm. 7 in the morning.
3: No. Yeah. It was
2: like one of those little booths that has like a section of a wall and then the ticket machine, which it was so cold, couldn't use a ticket machine. Fingers didn't register the warmth. Oh, my God.
3: Wow. Did you get frostbite?
2: No, but I did have a giant samurai ponytail back in the day, college, and I had (laughs) icicles hanging down the sides of my head.
3: Yeah. Um, and I looked. It's like ice locks. A little bit, yeah. And I
2: definitely got some looks getting on the train that morning. Yeah. Wow. Jeans were frozen. Shoes had frozen and split in half. Um, oh, no,
1: my God. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Oh, that was totally fine. Totally, totally fine. Fun. The
0: totally benefits good. of youth. <laughs> uh,
1: even that had silver lining. You got the punk autograph. Yeah, it no great. angels yeah. with the Met Maria. When did it save your life? Um, I did study abroad for law
2: school in 2011. I flew into England uh, first because the class was in France, but I flew into England first. Had to kill some time i was supposed so to... sorry. No, it was fine. It was great. <laughs> I was supposed to meet some people um, in Heathrow, but my flight with Air Canada got delayed in Toronto. Screw you, Air Canada. And I ended up getting into Heathrow much later than I anticipated, which meant that my meetup got shifted and didn't happen. And who brings phones to... when you're going abroad? I don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Heathrow at like 1 a.m. Um, no way to contact people. Nobody to contact in the first place. And I'm just standing, staring around. Mm. And some little old lady appears from nowhere. I don't know where she came from, with a giant luggage as big as she was. And she tugs on my sleeve and like pointing out her luggage and says, "I need your help." And so, okay, what do you what do you need my help with? It's like, <laughs> just, she starts walking towards a taxi stand, a taxi spot, and so I carry her luggage to the taxi place, and then we get in a taxi and we go to what was it? Um, Paddington station. Oh, my God. Um, and I would help her get her luggage into a different taxi. She could have
0: got a train, just so you know. Oh, no, no. It's, it's a her... direct train.
3: I
2: forgot. No. <laughs>
0: Poor
3: Lindsay. She hurts both of the places you just mentioned, and she's very upset about both of these stories. Sorry,
2: I missed a step. We got on the train to Paddington yeah. and off Paddington. Then it was to a taxi. So I helped her get her luggage onto the train, off the train, into the taxi, and then waved goodbye to her into the middle of the night. And then I was just in Paddington at 2 a.m. now with nothing to do and nowhere to go. And so I just start walking up the street because people like to eat sometimes. Yeah. That's and I a thing. saw um a hookah bar slash deli that was still open at this time of night. And I'm wearing my my favorite, favorite ROH hoodie. And I walk in, I was like, hey, you guys got any sandwiches? And the guy's like, I'm not gonna do the accent. He's like, hey, you watch you watch ROH? And I'm like, Do you watch ROH? <laughs> and then they like brought me in, they fed me for free, they gave me a couch to sleep on.
0: Oh!
3: Um, and i was
2: able to like make my flight the next day on into spain
0: cuz i was so worried about you <laughs> i was like it's too haven't to know as open that you should be
2: but um, now i'm so pleased
0: for my people um, <laughs> like, see wrestling
3: brings us all together i have sure. one um, one question before we I've, i don't know if this is on here but it's something that's come up on twitter a lot um, especially recently and i have to ask as you are an attorney and you are an attorney who understands wrestling oh, and who sure. works for wwe this is important <laughs> I used to be a paralegal, Mm -hmm. and so when I watch those contract signings or anything dealing with HR, I can't handle it because I used to work in employment law. How do you feel every time you watch one of those contract signings?
2: Honestly, because especially in the entertainment industry, a contract can be on the back of a napkin. Like if you've got two Mm -hmm. signatures, you're, you're good. You've got some terms in there, you're fine. Yeah, just if you've got terms, signatures, everybody's in agreement that this isn't a scam. Go for it. So the only one that's only stuck that ever stuck with me was Michaels and Benoit back in the day when. Sean super kicked Chris and then wrote his name down. That's that's not how that works.
3: Yeah, now. you can't do that. You can't you can't actually force someone yeah, else's that signature. Yeah, like,
2: like Chris's name was on the contract in print and he signed over his name line. Sean's not allowed to just put his name over Chris's <laughs> name. No.
3: Yeah, there were a couple of us because in one of the recent um there was a tweet where they said, Hey, we need they're gonna sign a contract, but who's gonna be the notary? And a bunch of us are like, There's a bunch of witnesses, it's on TV. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to pay yeah. the twenty five dollars to have some
0: poor person come from Bank of America. And you're like, not telling me that Steph doesn't understand that she's a busy this woman she does not need to be backstage you're like we need to get it notarized like shut up stephanie you don't
2: actually need the notary it's just extra it's it's padding it's extra stuff and yeah. also too like you can notarize things after the fact technically mm-hmm. yeah so even legally speaking you can get it done before after
1: or and it's, it's all good or during yeah since you now work in the wwe machine how many of the agreements that you've seen are just a single page in a binder Well, see, here's the thing. With
2: two lines. And I think this is important to note, too. Uh, Even though I'm a part of the WWE machine, we are a very far adjacent arm. of course. Um, So I have got to peek into some of the files here and there, probably not supposed to have. But um, within the Hollywood framework framework of it, Mm
1: -hmm. there are lots of single-page things because some people don't like to have lots of language. Mm. Of course. Yeah. Um, So... Tell me, tell me a little bit about what it means to be a production attorney for for WWE Studios specifically, and we'll get into uh, some of the films you've worked on. But just as a bird's eye view, for for the people who are listening that don't know, I definitely know. Uh, what is your job, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: job? My official title is Manager of Business and Legal Affairs at WWE Studios. Um, that could
0: totally be an on-screen role. Right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so just just
2: for the record, my name is in the credits for Fighting With My Family.
0: Yeah. There it Yay. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, but... Because we're technically still an independent studio, uh, not technically, we are an independent studio, even though we're backed by the machine, we function as such, which means everybody wears a ton of hats. So production attorney for my little universe means if there's paper involved, I'm looking at it and either writing it myself or reviewing it or telling somebody else that it doesn't look right. Uh, And that's everything from Dwayne Johnson's contract down to the gaffer's contract, Mm. up top to bottom, including insurance, including things like location agreements, including things like clearances, which is oh, the worst thing in the entire world. Oh, sure. <laughs> At Filmmakers, don't put T-shirts with art in your movies. Just don't do it.
3: <coughs> <laughs> <Just> don't.
2: <laughs> just don't do it. Look, that's
3: why everyone wears blank hats in the MCU.
2: Yeah. It's just so much easier. And studios will put your movies out because if you have logos, not so much logos, but like art, definitely not banned T-shirts. Just they'll hate you forever. Don't do it. In this movie... <laughs> We had producers on the ground who wanted to be real, true to the source, and got her uh, Florence lots of T-shirts from Hot Topic and r- random thrift stores. Nightmare Factory. Um, yeah, just hire. Oh, yeah. It, it's,
3: it's almost better to hire someone to do like a clone of the design, or like a ver- like a duty-free. I guess that's not the, the word, but to have someone who can do like a, a version you can clear that's close enough to the real thing. Yeah, just
2: bring some. Bring in your your uh, high school daughter who knows a screen printing shop and have her draw things on your shirts for you. <laughs> Simple. That would be a lot easier and cost a whole lot less and save a whole bunch less time. I've had to watch the movie about twelve times looking for things like that that are or are not cleared in minutia, just to see that everything. Make sure nobody's going
1: to sue us at any point in time or come after us at any point in time. I have to say something about this movie. I went to see it last weekend with my with my wife, who does not watch wrestling. And if I if I'm watching, she comes in and sees. Like somebody even take like a poorly done headbutt where it's like clear there's <laughs> no contact. She like, Ugh! but after after watching this movie, she requested to watch the actual uh, page debut from that Raw after WrestleMania. I showed no. it to her last Aww. night, and sh- and she said, "Wait, back it up. Show me the match again." And then no. yeah. I don't know. I have no idea where this is gonna go, but uh, the fact that it did don't that a
0: new era, huh? was incredible. I love so that.
1: My, my question to you having watched it twelve times and you and I know you have to watch it with this fine tooth fine tooth comb because it's part of your job to look for anything that may have slipped through the cracks. Were you able to watch it at any point just as just to sort of appreciate it? for sort of the work of the studio and then I'm going to, to dig through it or is it hard to shut that off and just sort of enjoy the movie so it worked out pretty good the
2: first time I saw it all the way through um, before having seen it at all was in uh, we rented out a little screening room somewhere in East LA because we wanted to get input from uh, H Steph and some of the top execs for the company uh, Michelle Wilson and uh, the guy's name is JR I think and so we had a Intimate screening with them and our team just to get their thoughts and opinions, things that we can need to change, want to change, definitely have to change. Mm. So that's the first time I saw it was in a room with Hunter and Steph. Wow. Which Yikes. was nutty. Um, and just a little story on that one, too. Um, this place has – it's a studio. I think that they do green screen stuff there, too. and has the screening room as well. There's also a little side hallway that's next to a kitchen. Hunter and Steph were in this hallway eating their dinner before the screening. And then we all gather in. Hunter shaking hands. We're all meeting each other for the first time. And somebody asked, where's Steph? Oh, she's back there washing dishes. Don't worry. She'll be here in a minute. Like, oh.
3: (laughs) Look, dishes got to get washed. It's
2: just that was, she's the warmest person I've ever met. Like, I'm not selling, I'm not shilling. She's just a beautiful human being. and That was the first example that I had of that. Sorry, I'm not this no. is not a sorry. No,
1: no, no. it's great. It's a good <laughs> No, talk about your experience. It's okay to have a positive
2: experience yeah. with I know, uh, but I just I feel like a, sh- a shill at some point, but it's totally she's just so
0: nice. No, but it's you so... feel weird about it, right? Because I've met her at Evolution for the first time this year, and I met her over multiple times, over multiple days, and the whole time I'm like, I'm being worked because I love her so much. <laughs> and I'm like, it can't be true. But it's like she remembered everyone's name the day after I met her the first time. She was like, Oh, remind me where you got those red boots you got, you were wearing yesterday. They were so cute. And I'm like, Oh, she's like a sociopath, she remembers. These, she specifically remembers tiny details about everyone so that she can look like a good person. And by the third day, I'm like, no, she's a good person. She's just like legit, straight up, it's like crazy. super passionate about people and the things that she does. Yeah. And it's crazy because you don't want to like her, but you love her so much. Like and then I tried to. to get a hug and it, it was awkward, but I got one.
3: Yeah, see, and also, I mean, look, if you're going to shill, you're not coming on this podcast.
0: There's,
3: there's a bigger podcast that you can be on if you want to be a WWE shill. You don't want to be on the one where where sometimes I make up silly songs out of nowhere. For no good reason, or where I say things like "work me, daddy." This is not the podcast.
2: It's like this is exactly the podcast for that. We need all the markets. Yeah, all the markets.
3: We need the work me, daddy market. Yeah,
1: we need the ice cream Christmas market for sure. Hundred percent right. ice cream Christmas. I yeah, I hope they know that we're advocating for ice cream Christmas uh, all the time. This movie, in terms of what WWE Studios has put out, is feels like a really huge departure because a, a lot of the other films generally are what is sort of a genre film that creates an opportunity for some mm-hmm. of our superstars and the business aspects of it I won't get into because it that's that's sort of hardly the point but this is we're going to tell a wrestler's story the the reviews have been phenomenal for it the audience that I saw it with reacted really really well my wife who is not a wrestling fan enjoyed the movie because it's a well told story do you feel like this is an attempt on the studio's behalf to make films that introduce people who are not wrestling fans to wrestling as opposed to making films that wrestling fans will like, because, hey, I like The Miz, I'm going to go see this movie with The Miz, or I'm going to go see Dolph Ziggler in a movie. Well,
2: yes to basically all those questions. Uh, This project wasn't actually ours to begin with. Like, We didn't start from the scratch and say, hey, let's do this movie, we being Mm -hmm. WWE Studios. Our normal thing is like the Marines... The uh, the Countdown in the Cena Weevil stuff like that where we put the wrestlers into some other type of non-wrestling thing to get them out there. Mm-hmm. This one is the brainchild of Stephen Merchant and Dwayne Johnson. Like that part that you've heard in all the press is 100% mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Merchant saw the thing, or uh, Dwayne saw it rather, and Stephen saw it as well. And they're both fans of the original uh, product, the documentary from Film 4. or Not Film 4, but the documentary with the family. And they wanted to do it. And they really can't do it without us involved, us being the studios, because we do all the rights and have all the names and the properties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it is just—it was a no-brainer once it got going, because we're not going to turn down Dwayne and Stephen Merchant. Cause <laughs> why like, would you ever do something? Sorry, like that?
0: Dwayne. I mean, yeah. like, I know we've been in business
3: for a while, but this sorry, is just not yeah. us. Sorry, DJ. Sorry, co-creator of The Office. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're gonna have to make a pass. Maybe you should just move back to Jumanji too and keep on walking. But to be
2: fair, at the, this, it's been. A project about three and a half years running. So it was a fight at the start because it was wow. a departure. I wasn't there from the, for the very beginning of it. I got into the studio when they were about to start filming in 2016, 17, something like that. Sounds right. Getting it to move forward and getting all the pieces together was not a, 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 a layup, basically. It mm-hmm. took some some grinding and some doing to get it done. That's
3: great. And I, I also, um, so when I'm not doing this, my day job is like I talk about movies and I do movie, movie criticisms and things like that. And I had a lot of people um, who have told me, and I, I was so bummed. I didn't, none of my outlets picked me to do the junket and mm. I was like, Bleh. Um, But so I had a lot of my friends who are critics who were like, I don't care anything about wrestling and I loved this movie. It was amazing. Tell me everything you know about wrestling. Um, and for me, the last time that really happened and not on any of this biggest scale was when glow started and i had so many people say oh my god i didn't know like tell me everything about wrestling and for this it was even more of the people who are involved in media who love those things who have come up and been like what can you tell me and i'm like you don't have time (laughs) i'm i I will try (laughs) 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 do you have time for a long coffee maybe a tea service it would take a really long time
2: I would love that to be like the outgoing message for people too is that this is a great movie that has wrestling in it, mm. not a great wrestling movie, um, which it is as well. But like, and it is a love letter to the industry, but it's definitely a family movie. It's about family and people and humans and stories and things like that and the things that they go through and the things that they feel. Um, plus wrestling, which is hooray. Uh, yeah. And I don't know how easy it is to get that across because there's so much Dwayne and yeah. there's so much WWE all over it. Uh, but it, yeah, it's, I think you, you could make this about cricket. Or, I don't know. Photoshop and it would still be a really good story.
0: (laughs) I thought it was really well done how you had that little bit of wrestling at the beginning where you had the family establishing themselves as a family of wrestlers through generations and then you really didn't see a tremendous amount of wrestling until right at the end. Like you saw training and you saw little bits and pieces but apart from the match, the tag team match with the girls when she, you know, comes good with the friends um, and then that final match. So by the time you get to that final match, you're so desperate to see it because you're like, I've watched her work for this for like an hour and a half and I want to see it so bad and even then it was it was so perfectly put together that it was short enough to hold your attention but enough to make you want to watch more of it and yeah. Zelina Vega I thought was amazing Zelina was um, so good oh yeah.
3: I guess and, and that's another question I have yeah. for you A, how weird or cool was it for you to see people that you were already familiar with in wrestling get to transcend um, what people think of them and what people these misconceptions of what people might think of a wrestler as an actor that isn't Dwayne Johnson and conversely how weird is it for you to see people be like a Sasha Banks like, a, and see these roles that you're familiar with being played by young actresses?
2: Well, I didn't – I wasn't actually aware of Zelina before the mm. shooting happened because this was getting a couple of years ago. And I saw her play AJ and I'm like, she's amazing. How did she talk just like mm. her? And then I saw her talk in real life much later. I'm like, oh, my
1: God. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> How did she
2: do that? Yeah. And – but – it was, it was a weird, like, fake diesel, fake razor situation where, you know, like, because, it, but it was accurate. Poor Glenn. Yeah. But it was it was really interesting. But they were, because she nailed it, and because Florence nailed it, and I think those were the only two people who played people that exist, it was a little bizarre. But it was, it worked, though, because it, it told the story. It's like watching, I don't know, like, that's been one of the weird things is seeing Paige and Florence doing media as the same person. Yeah, it's like yeah. This, like the Spider Man meme like, pointing at each other, and they're in the same room <laughs> together.
3: <laughs> Into the Paige-averse. Yeah, it's like,
2: it's like, they're both able to be this person at the same time, different parts of the world, and it's yeah, it's kind of unprecedented. We I don't recall that being ever ever being a thing in wrestling. Certainly not. Yeah, it's pretty um,
0: amazing to be able to have both to do press at the right. same time. Yeah, and
2: it, as a fan, is watching how, how, because they did such of a good job, such a good of a job, that's kind of all I need. It stops being weird when things go, go well. Um, like any storyline, if it's, you wait and see if how, how they're going to handle it. Right. And if it goes well, I'm in, sold, fine. Yeah. Um, I do wish we could have used more of the wrestlers who had cameos in there to push the movie. Like, I've, Uh, pitched a storyline to creative. And I don't have that actual clout to do that, which means I'm never going to have that emails answered again from them. But I wanted (laughs) wanted Miz to pretend he was a co-star in the film Yes. Like I wanted him oh to God, be like, so good. like be out there saying like Paige, Maya, and your our movie is doing so well. We're in this together, pretend he's co like Bessie's with all the co-stars. <laughs> he's literally in the film for two seconds. Yeah. And have that be the, I wanted that so bad. Yeah. Um so that would have been a nice thing to have carry over into the product mm-hmm. organically because that's just Miz. That's what he
1: is and what he yeah. does. Um All
3: you have to do is pitch Miz. You've already got Daddy Hal. Look at that <laughs> Yeah, Seriously. I have,
1: I uh, I got to work with him years ago. I used to do work for Symantec as a as like a corporate spokesperson. So I would go – I would play this character and, and do like sales rallies. So they had – The video is uh, still online. It's the best. They had <laughs> it's The on Miz. They booked The Miz and Goldberg <laughs> so good. at a time when Goldberg was not uh, <laughs> was not on good terms. The, the One of the marketing guys from Symantec was a wrestling fan as well. So I brought – I have an intercontinental title that I brought just to show him. And I had it there. I was like, maybe The Miz will sign it. And it's sitting on a table. Goldberg walks in the room. And he says, get that the hell away from me. By the way, Goldberg, one of the nicest human beings. The, <laughs> the Miz like... was nice but kept to himself. And at a certain point afterwards, he's wearing the suit with these these dress shoes that are like sp- have spikes all over them. I said, those are really interesting shoes. He's like, they're Louboutins. Ever heard of them? Like, <laughs> <laughs> straight up The Miz the whole time. Uh, but right after that. Was when stories started circulating, like, "Oh, is he in trouble because he did this event where Goldberg was there, and Goldberg has heat inside WWE?" And then, like, right after that, he kind of got pushed out the card for a little <laughs> That's while. That's weird,
0: though, because surely there's no way they would have allowed him to do any kind of event without them knowing about it. They
1: asked, and he was like, "Yeah, it's fine." So, yeah, because
0: huh? you could, like they're not allowed to do anything right without someone knowing about it.
1: I'm sure Surely. it happens.
2: That's not really like we have in our in my office. There's also a talent relations portion. They're not not related to the studios. They do specifically that, mm-hmm. trying to place people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And stuff usually goes through them. Um, they've got their fingers in Hollywood and connections and things like that. So I imagine somebody would have had to have known or heard about it, unless Mike went into business for himself yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, those yeah.
0: Louboutins don't pay for themselves, Michael. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's right. Because I mean, like they know that you're here. Yeah, they'd have to. Yeah,
2: I mean, well, who's that?
3: <laughs>
1: I, don't sure. know. <laughs> Come on. I mean, your boss, cause your you're boss, because you're not at work. Yeah. yeah. We're so. all on GTV right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Um, what, do you have any... Uh, this episode of, these... of Swerve? Yeah. <laughs> like, the is going to pop out from under the rug. He's been the one knocking the sound tiles <laughs> off Julia's the wall. Julia's going to pull his out. mask
0: off, and
1: it's been Miz the
2: whole time. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it, how swolly he is. Okay, let me go ahead and get Lawyer and say, I am not here as a rep- representative of WWE Inc. There it is. I'm here as a representative of WWE Studios. There
1: it, it is. is. <laughs> there um, and as a representative <laughs> of WWE Studios, what are some of the other films you've worked on, and what are some of your favorite stories? Uh, any, like, sort of top one or two or three stories from being on set or with the release of those films? Well, I've never been on set for anything before yet, unfortunately.
2: Okay. Um, I've worked on Adjacently and or Intimately with Pure Country, Pure Heart 3. That was Sean's country movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Resurrection of Gavin Stone, that was Sean's uh, religious movie. I remember that. Uh, Marine Six. Yeah,
0: Marine yeah. Six. Uh, that's uh, a which, classic
3: in the canon.
2: Like, let's be real. Th- that's a good movie. Like... <laughs> it's
0: a, good, <laughs> it's a good, good, movie.
3: good movie. And it's <laughs>
2: Becky's movie. Yeah, she, ugh, just if you.
3: Sean's great in it, of course, but it's Becky's movie. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I love the lethal weapon of it because the previous Marines just weren't like that. They weren't as much fun. And, like, yeah, uh, Miz and Sean, like, Riggs and murtawing it up was just the best. They're so good together. And Becky, of course, is everything you see you would expect from Becky in that role. I also had hands in Marine 5 as well. Uh, Blood Brother, which if you didn't know, Truth was actually in that movie. No way. Yeah. They can't show you Truth in that movie because he had a kind of an unsavory role in that movie. Oh. Uh, so, like, they weren't going to put that on TV. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's look noted. Because I saw Mar- Wait, I saw Marine 5. Mm-hmm. Did it, did that get cut or they just didn't promote no, it? No, no, sorry.
2: Uh, Truth was in Blood Brother. <laughs> oh, Blood that's Brother. The one with okay. Trey Songs.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Truth was in there for a bit. Um, you can look up to see what his character name was in just a couple um, minutes. I'm
0: going yeah, to right do that. Yeah, we're going to do that. Does he rap?
2: Does not rap. No. Uh, Then I have no interest. uh, Does
0: he talk about pigeons or spiders?
2: Let's just say that Truth does his best impersonation of Godfather in that movie.
0: Oh, no.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, that makes me daddy. Truth would never do that.
2: (laughs) He's a heart of gold. Heart of gold. Um, But I did work on that one, too. Oh, was that everything so far?
1: Could, could you imagine the movies that they would be making if WWE Studios had existed during the Attitude oh, Era? Oh goodness, that would uh, they would have to scrub clean their <laughs> slate. Going, oh, no, we we started in two thousand five or four. <laughs> I remember going to see The Marine in the theater and Twelve mm. Rounds. Oh, nice! I was like, that John is a star, <laughs> and now he is. And now who, he is. Who do you think is the next sort of breakout? You know, there are wrestlers who tra- there are a lot of wrestlers who appear in things and and do a good job. Um, but there are a few that sort of break out of the, the 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 gravitational pull of of WWE. John Cena is one.
3: Big Dave, uh,
1: obviously. Big Dave, Big Dave uh, which no one saw that coming. Nah. No, <clears throat> no. He's but now he's like a movie star in his own right. Obviously, Dwayne Johnson has uh, set the bar and ke- continues to set it higher and higher. I've heard of him. Who who do you think? <laughs> oh, you're aware? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, who do you think's next? <laughs> Well, they got Roman into the Hobbs and Shaw. I'm
3: so excited! Yeah. I saw the stills.
2: Yeah, that looks. He looks pretty good in there. Um, I don't know if he does make it. The person who I believe has the most, like, just easy gimme appeal is Charlotte. Like, mm. you can put her anywhere, and she can sell you anything in the world, and you will buy ten of them. Mm. Because she's just amazing.
3: Yeah, she did the uh, um. What is uh? She did Psych, didn't she? Yeah. She had, like an episode of Psych. She yeah. was really good. They didn't let her yeah. talk a
2: whole lot, but she was definitely there, and she was a presence the entire yeah. time. Obviously, yeah. I don't know if she wants that, uh, right. but I think she, I'd buy it, hundred percent. Yeah, yo, um, knees
3: don't last forever. That's true. Oh.
2: In terms of people who will break out, but maybe not in the whole mainstream. Everybody knows their name, household name thing is Xavier, because he yeah. could easily yeah. just move into running his own game tournaments and be a hit.
3: Yeah, yeah he just started a new Twitch channel too.
2: A different wow, good. Yeah, for him. just
3: like for him, like his stuff.
2: So <laughs> that's a funny thing. We have these these uh, these brand presentations that we give to potential business partners that um, tell us about the charity work, all the viewership, our demographic stuff like that. And my favorite thing about that was they say WWE's YouTube channel up up down down with yes. one point one million subscribers. Mm, yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's not your channel. I
0: saw that brand presentation <laughs> and there was a lot of that in there where you're like,
2: huh, that's like, interesting. You just sort of co-opted
1: that, didn't you? That's yeah. that's
2: interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not yours at all. No. At least we're away from the date. What was that social media? I remember going to South by Southwest, did like 2011 or 2012. Yeah, I saw tout. Stephanie McMahon and <laughs> John tout, Cena give tout. a panel on WWE social media, and they talked about tout.
0: It's still my favorite. <laughs> like, Daniel Bryan was like, "Tout, tout, tout, tout <laughs> yeah. about it." Whenever he's on tout, Steve's, be like, "We're gonna tout it," and she like, "Shut up." And then he made like <laughs> a reference when they were still doing
3: um, "Rest in Peace," uh, uh, talking smack, talking smack, mm-hmm. where he yeah. did a bunch of tout <laughs> jokes, and it was the best. <laughs> they we still own remember. it though, right?
2: Yeah. Don't you still
0: own? I have no. idea. Don't you still own
2: tout, don't. Don't know. I can take a look, but I haven't heard that word said out loud. It in a long
0: was. Time. I saw the brown presentation at evolution, and I feel like it was on a pie chart of like world domination. Somewhere where yeah, they were they're like, doing something. We own this and this and this uh, and this. And I it actually, was like, did,
3: sure. I did some tout research uh, <laughs> just because I was curious. And so the last time I checked in with them, they were. Their job was um, finding ways to integrate. Um ads into pa- like into web pages. Oh, okay. So those ads where you're scrolling and then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, wow, where did this music come from?
0: That it might be a tout. Ah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. My friend works out. in that. It's it's weird and scary and read your mind. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so that's that's Good what is. tout's doing now. Good for tout. It's Darn- important to grow and change.
1: I don't know how long you can talk about this or how much <laughs> you can talk about this, but what's coming up on the slate for WW Studios that you can talk about and and if, if you don't mention it. Uh, if one of these films is not in the works, do you think there's another Fighting With My Family style film? Do you think that that is a move that the studio would be willing to make now seeing the reaction to this one? I'm glad you asked that because I can't talk about that.
0: <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yep. Not even a little massive. <laughs> okay. We should just talk about Tights and Fight the well, movie then. Well, yeah. Like, one thing
2: I can say next... though... Um, there... Awesome
0: Kong to play me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is There was a shift in philosophy for the projects that we're looking for. Like we definitely want to be away from the genre films where we just stick a superstar in something in a different universe, and things want to be more brand centric, on brand stuff going forward. What form and media and type of thing that looks like? Again, don't know, can't say for sure. Sure, but uh, things are looking to be much more on brand from now on. Uh, we want to push wrestling
1: and or WWE in whatever it is that we're doing. Well, great. I have a pitch for you. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, what happens is. This is great. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the Rock decides, uh, hey, I need to do more media because I'm really not out there enough. He decides to go on a podcast called Tights and Fights. We all play ourselves. You can be there as well. We've all had uh, we've acting experience, Darren, so yeah.
0: we're legit. do uh, about that
1: Brothers. Heard of it? Anyway, <laughs> uh, The Rock bitch. comes in and he's like, hey uh, – uh, I really like all you guys. We talk. This is like an hour of the film. He, we're all talking, <laughs> and then he's like, "He's like Hal. There's something about you. Do you want to like go uh, just hang out and have dinner?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? I would like to have dinner." Where are we? You Where guys. Are we? Are, you guys are like, "Oh, we got to go to the thing." And then, uh,
3: <laughs> sorry, Dwayne the Rock <laughs> yeah, Johnson. We, we have, have prior <laughs> <laughs>
0: responsibility.
1: The Rock and I just strike up a genuine friendship with one another.
0: Just one new friend isn't and enough for you, Hal. It,
1: and at the end of it. Listen, At the, it's it's getting good. At the end of it, he's like, "Listen, I've uh, I've done so much in my life, and now, like Willy Wonka, I want to hand it over to you. Here's the key to my glass Lamborghini that can fly through the sky. You are now the Rock, and you you have all of it. By the way, Ballers season twelve starts shooting next week.
0: Hey, your pitch is part Willy Wonka. Uh huh." Part the Santa Claus, yes, yeah. Part you,
1: so good, right? Yeah, okay.
0: I, I I'm sorry.
3: I think you're literally just pitching the Nick Mundy story.
1: <laughs> I'm not familiar with him. The point is, I, I this don't know. Be her. Huge. <laughs> uh, before, let's let's go back to wrestling for a second, because sure. you're you've watched every Raw or at least listened to all of them. Yeah, you haven't missed one. Consumed. <laughs> every, <yeah. laughs> who who is your favorite wrestler of all time? And maybe it's not. Maybe you're gonna go ROH. I don't know where. I don't know where you're going with this. So
2: this is another fun story. Um Ooh. Because I spent my entire life watching nothing but wrestling, like just wrestling, and then wrestling, and some cartoons here and there, a couple movies, but then just wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know things about the rest of the world. So <laughs> I come into the mid to late '90s in junior high, high school, and my two favorite people in the world were Rob Van Dam and CM Punk, which you think, think about their philosophies, it's kind of an odd pairing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, um, and I will tell you that until 2003, I didn't know what 420 or straight edge meant.
1: Oh,
3: <gasps> <Aww. laughs> bless your heart! World. No
2: idea, I had no clue, and I was using them in my screen names for forums.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, no. Why
2: <laughs> um, straight just, edge 420?
0: Oh, people thought you were so funny. I mean, I would have gone on an Cupid date with Straight Are Edge for 20 years. Like, I
2: would have done just, it. I just didn't know. <laughs> um, I thought... Like when RVD was four, RVD four twenty six, I just smoked your ass. Oh, he's just going—he's going to beat him up.
1: Sure, he's going to beat him up. That's what that's about. That's what that means. Clearly, see him pumping Hi. straight edge. <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. badass, yeah. right? I like see straight edge of my elbow in your face. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, yeah, those are words that I've heard said out loud. Yeah, let's let's, let's do it. Let's Edges do it. are
0: straight usually. Yes, so you know
2: he's he's a carpenter.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I too love shop. So it's like fine. But
2: I think their the their respective egos are what drew me to both of them. RVD being the whole effing Show, which was my long standing, and I still have an iteration of that as my email personal email address. That's great. Not actual Whole effing Show, but an iteration because you know Jedi's can't be named the Whole effing Show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just so <you> know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but those two, and then Brett is like my childhood for sure. Yay! I'm yeah. I'm Team Bret Hart forever. There you go. Team Bret Hart forever. Team Bret
1: Hart forever. Wow,
0: that's very that's, that's three that's times. Ever
1: if you say it two more times into a mirror, he shows up behind you and puts his glasses on.
0: Uh, right. Who has a mirror? Yeah. I have a mirror. Get a mirror. <laughs> Get
1: a mirror. We'll <laughs> right now. Uh, another question: uh, favorite match of all time and why? Favorite match of all time. Uh,
2: this is never an easy. Qu- I'm just going to go with favorite moment of all time. There. Sure, that's good. Great. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania 20, the main event. Mm. Uh, just because. Uh, Eddie walking out behind Chris yeah. is—I will still ball to this day. I, I cannot watch that se- that segment, that s- that moment without losing my entire everything about myself. Um, and the close second for the same reason is Punk versus Taker at Mania at MetLife because I was mm-hmm. there mm, and I didn't too. know what was happening. You were
0: there. We were hanging out. That's I beautiful. didn't even know. <laughs> um,
2: I, I didn't expect it to happen, but when Taker came out with that phenomenal intro, the best of his career, with the hands reaching up water started coming down my face and I had no control over it. Um, <laughs> Not my... just
0: because you were so cold. No, it was Because yeah. it was so cold. It was pretty you cold. Was so oh, you've cold. been colder though, so it's yeah. fine. We've established that. So. My,
2: f- my friends were like, dude, you're crying. I'm like... No, I'm not. I'm just watching Taker's intro. Was like, you're, there's water on your face. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now, and I can't stop it.
3: It's like, get out. The tears are just, like, flowing
1: out of your eyes. You can't, and you just don't know
3: why.
2: I'm glad that you guys were both a part of the 500,000 or however many were at that WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was a, it was a hey, special moment hey, for them, Ian. Julian. It was a big,
0: it was my first Mania. That was a big deal was to was me. Also I mean, my first Mania. Yeah, number, it was awesome. The
2: numbers change every single time I look them up. It's yeah. a it,
0: I would I say a it was closer to a million. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah. I also was so cold I was delirious, so I don't really know what
1: to tell you. It was, that my understanding, it was the two of you and the entire population of China, is that right? Yeah. That's so how many I people heard. were I there.
0: I mean, roughly, yeah. if yeah. I look yeah. at the photos, that looks right, yeah.
1: You can only see the entire crowd if the picture's taken from space. That's how many people <laughs> were there. I the main could, thing
0: that I remember from that, though, is just, like, being that cold that I just kept having to go out and buy hot drinks and be like well I won't miss Puff Daddy and then missing the entire Alberto real match too and be I like I missed you know one what? too yeah right because we were all doing stuff <laughs> <laughs> so I was like sorry sorry Birdie mm, sorry yeah. Yeah. I went to, except not so. I went to
2: get food for my friends and I heard Jack Swagger's music play and Bird's <laughs> music play and I'm like I should rush back to my seat
0: No, yeah. these
2: fries are really good looking so I'm gonna get yeah. some fries history's
0: the... proven us right yeah, now. Yeah. 100%. So it's I
2: feel bad for Big Jack I like Big Jack I was always a fan of his low-key and also not low-key did but... you get a chance
0: to
3: watch his uh, mma match
2: <laughs> yes i did um with
3: truth coming out and doing the rap I know.
2: <laughs> i'm happy for anything good that he does um Aww. yeah i was when one of my favorite other favorite moments not as one of my other treasure moments i'm not gonna use favorite because favorite means something one yeah. of my other treasure moments was when he won the world heavyweight championship for the first time and you saw him transform from big goofy jack swagger to i'm a grown man i'm a he, grown-ass man and he just stood up straight with his posture and his stone face, and held held the belt in the air. Yeah.
3: Also, I appreciate that you just lawyered the word "favorite." <laughs> yeah, words mean things. Don't words mean. Help. Things. Yeah. No, I love that man. Words mean things.
2: Um, I could, no
3: hyperbole in this booth for the first time ever. <laughs>
0: right.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna choose not to go on and on because I will lose myself. Um, I. My oh, life.
0: have you not listened to this before? I don't know
3: how much time you have. I don't know how much
2: time, like, have. I, how much time I have. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got a job. Yeah, yeah well, let me just see. Do I have
0: Freelance, anything? baby! <laughs>
3: this is
2: a business meeting, okay? Uh, it's marketing. I've only got two new emails right now i'm fine i'm yeah. fine okay yeah, we're <laughs> good this is
0: definitely marketing we i mean yeah. we're all writing this yeah. off now right like this is officially yeah, absolutely <laughs> and like i said i wear many
2: hats i was a bouncer the other day for page so
0: oh, there um, you go oh you want to Isn't know she, another story Oh, I <laughs> am absolutely.
1: go ahead tell me a story so, about page
2: before the movie released wide they were doing the q a screen at <gasps> were Snapchat. you
0: at the ArcLight? light i was at all of them could you at the ArcLight one where the guy had to be removed yeah that's the one i was at
2: did you see the person who ran after them
0: was that you? That was me. Because I saw my uh. boyfriend take him out, yeah. and then I, and I told Danielle this story. I was like, and then a guy from WWE had to run after them. That was me. That was you. Okay, we have to, we have to go back. You have to tell the story. Listen. No, no, no. We need to. This is amazing. Yeah, we
3: have to hear this from the beginning. <laughs>
2: so we were at the screenings at the Century City AM. It the, no, it was the Arclight and Sunset. And there was a Q&A screenings for Fighting With My Family before the movie released. And Paige and Zach were both on the stage. and. Zach coming up to those was, like, mostly impromptu. Like, he did it once and everyone loved it. So, like, let's do it every time because Zach is a star. He's mm. um, just lovely. He's oh, so good. Wonderful human being. <laughs> um, and so I'll, I'll paint the picture for the audience. Uh, Paige and Zach are in the front. There's a 8-year-old girl. I don't know how old children She are. was
0: really little and yeah. she was really sweet. She
2: was cosplaying as Bailey, had a whole big belt on her. It um, was adorable. And Paige <laughs> had a note of calling out any adorable kid that she saw in any audience and just giving them praise and love and saying that you're beautiful and you're amazing. But this time she said, you're so adorable, you're so cute, even if you're dressed like Bailey. Ha, 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 yeah. ha, Everyone's And they had a laughing. big
0: huggy moment. Like, the kid yeah. was fine with it. The kid was, was, like, sobbing. She was so happy. Kids get like, wrestling. Yeah. yeah they yeah, get she it. She get it. Yeah.
2: But there's this guy in the second row who was like, boo.
0: <laughs>
3: and
2: Paige's like, why are you booing a, ch- a kid? Why would you boo a child? Boo you. Boo you. And the audience starts Which booing this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one thing that we all kind of forgot is that wrestling fans exist. Um, and I, I say I don't actually say this lightly. Wrestling fans are troublesome sometimes. We know.
0: Yeah,
3: I just. <laughs>
2: ugh. So he obviously, in response to this, instead of, you know, oh, my bad, he gets up and flips the audience the double bird. Yeah. As, he's
3: trying to put himself over exactly. now. Exactly. yeah. We were so convinced.
0: It was so intense that we were convinced it was a work. We thought he was going to get up on stage and Zach was going to body slam him or something because he put himself, he inserted himself into it to such a degree. It was like, well, this can't be real.
2: And so that's It the was thing. crazy. The boyfriend was next to me the whole time and he was heated from the jump. Mm. Like at the first time he was like clenching his fist and he's like an emotional guy. I anyway, know he's a passionate guy and he loves the crap out of her. So he's mad as hell. And then the guy kept doing it. He kept interjecting himself. He kept getting his shit in. He
0: got up so. and walked around at one point, I saw. No, no like, that was
2: towards the end, though,
0: yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he got up and, like, I thought he was leaving because he got up and gave the bird again. Yeah. And I thought he was leaving. And then he didn't. He yeah. just sat back Why down. Why would you heckle it was, like, wrestlers? It was so weird.
2: He just kept saying stuff out loud and being, trying to be the star of the show. And then the boyfriend was like, I'm done with this. And you, like, Lindsay saw him march across mm-hmm. the theater. Mm-hmm. like He was from one end to the other and, like, start screaming at this guy to get out of here. How dare you disrespect her for this is her thing? Who do you think you are? Get out of here. Aww. And I'm, I got caught watching wrestling because I'm like,
0: <laughs> this is great. <laughs> 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 yeah, you and me. You were like, oh, it's definitely a thing. And the guy
2: actually got up and started walking out like, oh, this is the best possible ending for this. But they got to the little side hallway of the theater and the guy stopped and faced the boyfriend again. Oof. And I, like, oh, no, this is all of a sudden terrible. And that's when Lindsay saw me mm. sprint across the theater to them.
3: Yeah, <laughs> this is a liability.
2: Yeah, and I had to separate them on the outside. Um, wow! Because wow. they were gonna, there was gonna be some fisticuffs a little bit. Um, all was well. No, no, no yeah. blows were exchanged. I would have been a witness otherwise. Just in case. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but it went well. Brought the boyfriend back in. The guy left. Thank goodness. And all was well. So I got to bounce somebody out of the theater.
0: Oh, fine. That's Good
2: amazing. Job. And Good the, job. The, Ultimate best thing about that is after the fact, Paige was like, "Was, was I being an asshole? Was I was Aww, I being a, was so I being lovely. a dick out there?" I'm like, "No." oh, you're perfect. You're perfect sunshine. You're the best. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. so she
0: handled it really well because she. Yeah. I mean, she was like a stand up dealing with a heckler. Like exactly, she yeah. acknowledged it, but she shut it down. She made the audience m- make fun of him, and you know, in a way that made it feel. That's why we thought it was a work because we're like, oh, we're all part of it because now we're all booing him and yeah. like, ha ha ha.
2: She's a total pro. And yeah, I, she's I, really good. I just love that she was concerned about how the the heckler, how she treated the heckler, basically. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Super nice.
1: Um, that's another job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they keep you busy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mini hats, many
1: hats. Dan, thank you so much for joining us today. Problem. Uh, do you want to plug anything for our listeners?
2: Um, I think Lindsay did a good job of plugging the movie, fighting with my family, coming out. It's out in theaters already, nationwide. All right, okay. so I'm not going to plug that one. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would half-plug Suggest Marine 60 if you haven't checked it out because it's just a good time. Uh, but I would actually like to plug a uh, podcast. Can I do that Yes yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, please We've um, heard
3: that there are other podcasts it's crazy, but <laughs> we're getting other, used to it
2: if people want to listen to' them, I guess it's called how wrestling explains the world um it's a couple of friends of mine who are well, there there's people who are nerds for wrestling, and there's people who are like Noam Chomsky historians for wrestling, and this <laughs> is Ooh. them um they get into stuff like how wrestling explains the Beatles or Enron or nature documentaries um that's or, great. Yeah, and or how the new day explains wrestling, or how the four horsemen explain wrestling. They go both ways with it, and they've just watched and cataloged so much stuff in their minds, and they do tons of research, um, and they're high minded about it. But they're also irreverent kids because they've just they're wrestling fans. So it's they're not preachy about anything, but they just have a wealth of information. So How Wrestling Explains the World. Um, and I was on an episode about New Day a couple weeks ago before Kofi had his moment.
1: Ooh. And listening to it is kind of funny in mm. retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Listen to How Wrestling Explains the World. Uh, Especially listen to the episode about New Day, which features our friend Darren Jackson. Thank you again for coming. We come back? I would love to come back. Yeah, you get it. By the way, the sequel to that New movie friend. Um, is called uh, is called um,
0: Play him Off, Julian.
1: It's <laughs> called How the Revenge. Why two? Hey, we're friends now. Jericho shows up. He's like, I need to get in on that friendship. And then the three of us go and play in a uh, already, ping pong tournament. is already friends with Jericho. Yeah, and didn't mention the others of us. Does Christian know about tights and fights? Yeah, he does. Because I told knows him about
3: tights and fights. He's a very very busy man. He's got a he's got a uh, he's got a
1: so so's Christian check out Night Fights <laughs> anyway <laughs> I do enjoy Night I Fights do, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right for Danielle Radford Lindsay Kellogg and producer Julian Burrell I'm Hal Lublin and we'll be back every Thursday for more you guessed it wrestling
0: yeah Tyson Fights podcast Tyson Fights